everyone, welcome to Project Rusty, where we take a break from playing video games to play with the news. I'm Robert, and I'm joined here by Mike. What's up? And our guest this week, Re. Hiya. And you know what it is we do here every week. We come together and we talk about the weird, wacky stuff that happens in the games industry. And a lot has happened, I feel like, in the past week. So this should be a fun one. Uh, Mike, I'm going to throw the ball at you first. Well, it seems... Uh, uh... Joke at well, Evo this 2019, 2019 was this past weekend, mm-hmm. and there was a joke at the uh, event that apparently has people a little upset. Yeah, let's oh, dissect. This. <laughs> let's please dissect that because that's pretty much the headline story of this week. Yeah, yeah. At the Tekken Seven Grand Finals at Evo. Um, a short video that made it look like um, Metal Gear Solid Solid Snake was going to be appearing in Tekken 7. It turns out it was a joke video by the people who run Evo. Um, and it convinced people that it was coming. And people went on, you know, social media crazy. Oh, my gosh. You know, look what's happening. Yeah, it's not happening. Snake is not coming to Tekken 7. <laughs> Yeah, it, this whole event made so many people mad, right? So to to kind of set the stage here, this came in right after the uh, semifinals, right? So after Knee beat Anakin, they played this video of Snake on a codec call, and he says something like, man, that's some good-ass Tekken. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it's obviously not David Hayter, but... Um, then they play the the grand finals. Congratulations to Arslan Ash for beating me and becoming the Tekken 7 champion for this year. Yep. And then they play the actual trailer of the two new characters who are coming, which are Zafina, who is who was in Tekken 5 and 6, or maybe just 6, and a new character named Leroy Smith, who basically looks kind of like Bake from the past, but now he's black and has dreads. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh, regardless, that was it for that trailer. No mention of Snake, which got everyone disappointed because everyone expected Snake. And keep in mind, Tekken 7 has fucking Noctis from Final Fantasy 15 in it. You know? Yeah, Negan from Walking Dead. And Geese Howard. Like, it wouldn't have been completely unheard of to see <laughs> solid David Hayter Snake in no, Tekken I mean- 7. That is within the realm of possibilities. I mean, everyone's saying, oh, he's in Smash. Like, how could it ever be true? But if anything, that makes it more accurate. Because, like, he he can go into Smash and beat up Animal Crossing characters. I'm pretty sure you could get him into Tekken, like, realistically speaking. 100%. Yeah. And, I mean, could you imagine? He could be the first Tekken character that's super projectile-based. Like, Claymore, throwing grenades, laying Claymores everywhere, shooting a gun. (laughs) But... God, it's just so dumb. And <laughs> what what really bothers me about this is Evo didn't consult anyone about this. Yeah, they didn't tell Bandai Namco they were doing it. They didn't tell Konami yeah. or David like, Hater. Trouble. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's when I started to realize, oh, maybe it was. Because at first I was kind of like, oh, what's everyone getting worked up about? Then I saw, you know, our Lord and Savior, David Hater on Twitter. Um, and he wasn't too happy about it. So, because I suppose they are like using his likeness in his way, his voice likeness to like, yeah. I suppose, like generate hype, even though it's done the complete opposite effect for their own thing. So, I suppose I can, I can definitely see why he's, he's mad because I mean, 
yeah, obviously he used he relies on his voice to live, and they were just doing an impersonation of it, basically. So. Yeah, no, David was real mad about it, and rightfully so. And at the same time, I'm willing to bet this is probably going to hurt Evo's relationship with Bandai Namco. Oh, yeah. Isn't a great thing, considering Tekken 7 and Dragon Ball Fighters are Bandai Namco. You know, like some of the two biggest games. Yeah, I just don't understand it. Like, it's such a massive event. Everyone was watching. This news would be huge. Like. You want to make sure the joke goes off without a hitch? Like, maybe <laughs> just do a little bit of research into, like, you know, think about it for more than two seconds, maybe. Seriously. And, and the thing is, too, it wasn't even a good joke, you know? It It could happen. So it wasn't really, like, a gotcha moment. It wasn't like no one like looked at that and went, how, what a funny joke. They were like, oh, my God, wow. Like, no one had any reason to think it wasn't true exactly and just again with the track record tekken has especially because it was just such a bad joke it'd feel like okay they're just throwing us in there because they're totally going to announce snake in like an hour but they didn't so it just <laughs> it was just there was no payoff no great setup and now i, just, I worry I, about evo 2020 i can't even yeah. begin to get into their heads as to like what like imagine pitching this i mean I, I, I'm so confused. Hey, hey guys, you know Tekken, that game with a bunch of martial artists? Can you hear me out? What if we got Solid Snake? You know, the guy, the military guy, the sneaky guy? What if we got him to just comment on a match? And it's a very vague, generic comment, too. Like, I don't know, that's some good-ass Tekken. Is that, is that good? Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah you know. Sounds good to me. God, I was just... just it's, it, oh, it's so bad. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> that sums up, I think, all the hundreds of tweets about it. It all just sums up that as I hate it. Yeah, and uh, God, I mean, Fighters is its own problem with Evo because it's just been having issues. But Tekken is a huge part of Evo. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it was the second biggest event at Evo this year with the you know, the grand show, excuse me, grand championship showing being Smash this year, right? But right before Smash was Tekken. So if you lose Tekken, which is going into a fairly great season three so far, dude, that's not great for your quote unquote grassroots biggest fighting game tournament of the year thing. And yeah, you know, you got a lot of people that come just for that game, so evil 2020 you just lost a shitload of viewers yeah and not to mention too i mean i don't know how how much you guys watched evo but that the entire thing was kind of full of a bunch of production issues uh for example i think when at the grand finals for tekken right uh when arslan ash beat me two very different names obviously right they yeah, put yeah. the wrong name up on the screen for like the winner. <laughs> oh god, no. <laughs> and here's the worst part. So it was Arslan who won, but they didn't put Nee's name up screen up on screen. They put Infectious's name off screen, who got knocked out in, I believe, semifinals. <laughs> so they didn't even have the right two names queued up to show. <laughs> on, on production. It was, I guess they're two names and infectious, because why not? I mean, 
you've literally got one job to do make sure the right name goes on that screen how Sarah. do you mess that up how i can understand if it was obviously like the opponent but just someone who wasn't even in that match it's, that's wild if I, that is- if I remember correctly this isn't the first time they've done something like that yeah and and that's just the thing man with evo is that it's trying to be both this professional you know well done event which it kind of is right i mean evo is not only a big tournament but it's where a lot of new news drops like we learned mm-hmm. about all these new tekken characters and all these new samurai showdown characters and soul caliber you know like it's in in a way sort of a press conference or at least it's official enough to be one yet also it still wants to maintain a grassroots identity which is why they didn't hire a professional production committee to do this ergo the grand winner of tekken 7 is someone who wasn't even in the finals <laughs> yeah god it's just <sighs> such a shame such a shit show yeah. you know i I really enjoy fighters, so I watch Evo, but it's like it's coming to a point where it's like seriously. I mean, that's the thing. They still got a good product. I'll watch it just because it's so fun to watch fighting games because you're looking at people who are at the pinnacle of their craft, you know, so that's just always fun to see. And also just makes me feel bad about my tech and abilities, Um, (laughs) which is fine. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Ree, what did you bring to the table this week? Okay, so I have been playing Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled since day one. Mm. I absolutely adored it. It was completely love at first sight. And I thought, oh my God, this is, this is going to be my favorite game of the year. And like many people, one of my highest praises of it was its lack of modern game elements like microtransactions. <laughs> And those, then, are my favorite. those are my favorite though <laughs> and then what do they go and do they they waited till all the reviews are out and uh nitro fuel has just entered its i suppose second season or second grand prix so it's you know it's first big or well, it's second big update and they announced that they, they've listened to players and players want to fast track their way into getting the cosmetics. So they're very, very, very generously going to let us put real money into this game we've all just bought. <laughs> Thank God. I know. So, uh, you know, as a, as a entitled gamer, I've been sitting on this pile of money thinking <laughs> something to throw it at. I don't know what anymore. I mean, I guess I could try and throw it at like cancer cures. <laughs> or charity but i just want more wampa points yeah i mean you know there's some new skins out you know they've got those weird looking baby characters they introduced i can't wait to buy them with my hard-earned money gosh but this isn't oh go ahead so i was saying and also like and the another thing about this is that like i've been i suppose quite active in the uh, you know nitro car a community not nitro nitro fueled community and um from day one everyone's been asking for pretty much the same thing. Um, oh, we just want a competitive mode without any items. And it seemed like that's quite a reasonable thing to ask for. We'll, we'll get it in the next update. And then the item, I suppose, like uh, the way they dish out the items has got worse <laughs> and they added microtransactions. So it's just like, it's it, this is the most baffling thing that's ever that's like happened to me so early on in a game's life that it's like, oh, okay, we've listened to all... And the thing is they were like really listening to the community. Like they're always asking for like you to fill out surveys and ask what you want. 
and everyone's asking for the same thing and no we can now give them more money to buy Wumpa fruit instead of all these things that everyone was asking for yeah it's it's such a weird paradox right in that like in in on some level this has to be successful right because i mean i'd like to think a business as big as activision isn't dumb enough to shove something down the consumer's throat so the consumers don't respond positively to right yet they do <laughs> so on some level there are some people out there buying enough microtransactions to justify these big companies doing it right like, it just makes oh, the most yeah. business sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, especially because this is a colorful game that's aimed at kids. You can think about... And also, they've, they've also started upping the prices on a lot of the thing, on a lot of the cosmetics. So mm. you can tell, like, a bunch of kids that were, like, buying loads of cosmetics when they were, you know, when you couldn't buy the currency, they're now going to be asking for their parents, you know, credit cards so they can put more into it. And, of course, yeah, I think, I think that's where they're going to make a lot of money from. I don't think it's going to be like cynical people like me who are not going to do it because I'm mad. But yeah, also another thing that I wanted to mention while we're on this story is that like most games have started removing glitches that that were in the game and a lot of like exploits people were using to get world records. Mm. Except that so they got rid of like one big one where you could do one track in 19 seconds where it usually takes you about a minute 50. (laughs) <laughs> but they're re- they're refusing to take down any world records that was that people got with that exploit. So now, like the lucky bastards that have the, that are on the top ten on this one track, because they're never going to be beaten now. It is physically impossible to beat them. So it is one of the most baffling updates to a game ever. But they're still listening to the community. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It made me laugh so much when I went on like the, the, the first day of the update and the little survey thing popped up again. And I was like, "You're not even going to listen to it. Like, why are you even asking at this point?" Yeah, it's it's real bad. I just look. I I don't believe gamers are allowed to be entitled, but it's this kind of shit that makes gamers feel entitled. I think. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's so bad. It's not just. I suppose. Like, I mean, obviously, like. I think gamers can like overreact about stuff. That's a complete understatement. But this is just bad consumer practice, I think, because it isn't just going to be like entitled gamer dudes who've got nothing better to do but complain online. This is going to be like, I think, a lot of kids that are just pouring all their pocket money into it. And also, um, when a game gets rated, it will say on it whether it's got like in game purchases. But now all the cases won't say that, but the game actually does have them in there. So they've managed to bypass that thing. So a lot of people who might have been wanting to avoid a game like that or a lot of parents that were trying to avoid getting that for their kid, they're now stuck. So, yeah, not very good for consumers. Yeah, this isn't the first time Activision's done this stuff, too. They've done it with the past two Call of Duties, I want to say. And they monetized Modern Warfare Remastered, which... (laughs) is wild that was an absolute joke yeah and they always do it after the reviews like you mentioned at the beginning of your story it's it's always so they can kind of they think they can dodge the press cycle but it's it's like hold on you do realize the press cycle is 24 7 right because of social media and all that bullshit so i don't really understand the point of waiting until the last minute here or i I guess delaying it you know because you're delaying the inevitable essentially 
Oh, yeah, like completely. I mean, eventually the ESRB will catch up and start putting these labels on the games and they will be there in time for Christmas. So everyone's going to know it's got them in. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that hadn't bought the game yet that are now think maybe thinking twice because they're like, oh, OK, if they can do this to a game, like quite drastically change it then what else could they drastically change? Like, I think it's only going to get worse because they'll make loads of money through these microtransactions, I'm sure, because it's obviously, like you said earlier, worked for them in other games, otherwise they wouldn't do it. And I think it will probably just get worse. They'll probably just keep increasing the price of everything as time goes on. So, But if you could ignore all that, it's a nice, lovely game. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, microtransaction, that's such a tricky topic all the time. And it always comes up. And, uh, you know, there's just there's way too much to get into there for a podcast of this scale. But God, Activision sucks. (laughs) I really hate it when they do that. It just is so frustrating. Uh, I've got a huge story for you guys. Uh, This is breaking news. Uh, Just dropped about uh, maybe two hours ago from the time of recording. Uh, guys, it's time to boot up Anthem. Uh, they've just patched it and they've finally added an end game. <laughs> Wait, it didn't have an end game. It didn't have an end game. <laughs> well, yeah, I just, I just saw that right now. <laughs> it, it had a bad end game. Not that this end game is perhaps better, but they're adding something to it. <laughs> oh my God. So, so this, this year in gaming oh, and last year, cause you had... Fallout 76 applauded at E3 for adding NPCs. And now this. Yeah, it's it's the Cataclysm event that uh, if any of you keen, huge Anthem fans out there perhaps remember, that was supposed to come out in May. It's August 6th. <laughs> it's been three months. Oh my oh god. My gosh, yeah. It's not just three months. It's three months of radio silence <laughs> until now. Well, I mean, what who have they really got to answer to at this point? Like who are the anthem stands out there that are still on it? Like I, I salute you if you are listening to this and you play anthem. Like, good on you. Someone's gotta do it. <laughs> I, someone has to legally has to do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they added a bunch of new loot, uh, the Cataclysm event, right? The end game thing. And also a guild system, which I feel like would only really be used once because there's only that many people playing, like enough for <laughs> one guild. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't see, maybe two. Like maybe they have a civil war, you know, and a group <laughs> knocks off and does their own guild. But nonetheless, this is just, this is, worse than you know day late dollar short this is one literally three months late yeah and two who gives a sh- who cares <laughs> like no one cares honestly it's, i i completely forgot about anthem yeah it's to the point where it's yeah. comical like this is funny news this isn't serious oh great i can't wait to boot up anthem and try it out news so first i'd have, I'd have to buy anthem <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is like Anthem yeah. players are like, huh, a new update. Oh, well. You know, let's do some live reporting right now, just because I'm very curious. I'm going to the subreddit r Anthem. 
<laughs> oh, it might it might be Anthem the game or something, right? Anthem subreddit. Let's do this. You know, while yep. you're doing that, I will search an Anthem on Twitter and see if I can find any hype. I just this. I I want to read words of someone who's actually excited about this because like I just can't imagine it's real. Who isn't hired by Bioware? Yeah, <laughs> I even then, based on what I've heard, man, I don't know how many people at Bioware are excited about Anthem. <laughs> They're probably like, finally, we got this update out. We can actually make a game we want to make. <laughs> oh man. Okay, I'm I'm seeing a lot of good stuff here on the subreddit. Uh, there's a post called "If you think Cataclysm will save the game, I have bad news." Oh, and these are the fans? Yep. Having played the missions, it's a breeze of something new, but it's not a game saver. If you have your hopes up, you will be disappointed. All right. So I just put an anthem into Twitter. The first five posts were from the official anthem account. Um, I can't see anyone else actually discussing it. Um, I see the replies. Hmm. I'm seeing a lot of clown emojis. Man. <laughs> so that's how it's going down. <laughs> have, have you guys ever like walked into a room full of people that actually believe in, in something you always thought was a joke? Like I'm trying to think of an example <laughs> that won't offend a big group of people, but I can't. But let's just say like you're Catholic and you walk into a room full of Protestants. <laughs> maybe, maybe that works. Um, and, you know, you just you feel like a fish out of water and also kind of like, am I on an alternate? Am I in the darkest timeline? Did I just walk into an <laughs> alternate universe? I feel like I've just done that. Because there's also a post here about someone <laughs> who who apparently on their lunch break, read about the updates, pulled out their laptop to give Anthem another try. On their lunch, like they're eating a sandwich. And they're like, I have my laptop with me and I enjoy Anthem enough to consider pulling out my machine to play it here while eating my Sammy. And it's a very positive, like I can honestly say, wow, I'm in love all over again. Everything feels tighter. The guns now feel effective and free play is loaded with events and the loot is so good. And I'm just, I get, it's wild because all the replies are like, yeah, I'm excited too. Oh my God. I mean, for one, why would you want to be like be caught playing a video game at your place of work? Like, don't do that. But I mean, second, why would you want that to be Anthem? <laughs> like, I don't think it's bad to pull out your game game device in at a workplace. I think that's fine, especially during lunch. But like, like I pull out my laptop to play like Sekiro or Civilization or even like emulating Dr. Mario from the SNES. <laughs> you would get more street cred for doing that than yeah. pulling out Anthem. I was supposed to say, who the hell wants to play Anthem on their lunch break when there's so many better games out there? Yeah. Wait. Oh man, I should have researched this more. Look, all I'm saying is if you're an Anthem stand, congratulations to you. You've just got a breath of fresh life. Otherwise, eh, I don't know. 
I don't think this is really going to affect most people's lives, really. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the people at Bioware probably get to leave the office for the first time in six months. So, you know, applause to them. You know, you you made it, guys. You made it. Well done. They've been locked in. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, they're finally unchained from their chairs. Yeah, Casey Hudson swallowed all the keys. <laughs> <laughs> and they carved out a little window so they could accept Postmates drivers. Only Postmates to deliver food, and that's it. They, get, they now get a week at home so they can be locked in again next week, right in time for Dragon Age 4 to finally be made, fingers crossed, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I like Bioware. I like their games. They make some great games in the past, at least. Uh, But when you release a game that makes even Mass Effect Andromeda look objectively good, (laughs) and then you don't update that game for 50 days, and then when you update it, it's just some endgame content that you promised like 60, 90 days ago, you done fucked up. I mean... That's a good point. I'll give it to Andromeda. At least it had an ending. I mean, they did that whole thing where they added a romance in, or at least made one of the characters buy for some. Yeah, but when it was pretty clear they meant to do that in development, but then just rushed to do it afterwards, and everyone was mad at them for that. It has now got to this point. How did this happen? I don't know, man. I just like Bioware is definitely at that point where Dragon Age Four tanks that. Might be it. Honestly, like I, I'm holding out all hope for Dragon Age Four. I'm would not actually be surprised if we found out it just gets cancelled. I mean, it got cancelled once before to make Anthem. Yeah, and it looks like they haven't learned their lessons from that, or at least EA probably telling them what to do haven't learned their lessons from this because um, it seems that the first Dragon Age Four they were going to make was going to be very single player based, whereas this one is going to be more lives live servicey based and taking a lot from anthem which like why the hell would you do that why yeah and like i get that this bioware that exists now isn't the same one that existed back when they made Baldur's gate and when they made dragon age origins you know it's, it's there's a lot of new people shuffling in and out right but i just don't functionally understand why ea would think hey when we told them to add microtransactions and it tanked on anthem why would doing the same thing again suddenly magically change right uh so i just like because dragon age 4 has the perfect hook yeah i don't know how many of you beat inquisition but it has an ending that that is just a very juicy plot thread that's hanging oh, yeah oh my god for sure and it's gonna you know they build up going to Tavinta, which we haven't seen before so it's just there's so many possibilities for it yeah, and if instead it's like, here, we built Tevinter, it's just this one giant dead open world with a few enemies in it, and you get to fly around and kill them for loot. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw my PC out the goddamn window. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, think, I think I would actually just scream, because it's just, oh, it just, I, what annoys me about it is that Bioware, I mean, like you said, they're not the same Bioware that they used to be, different people and all that, but they have a history of making brilliant single-player RPGs. So why would they then be told to make something that isn't a single-player RPG? I just just don't don't get it, especially when they made, you know, an amazing, um, you know, Star Wars uh, single-player RPG. They made, obviously, the first uh, Knights of the Republic game. Why were they not... Why hasn't EA... Like, because they have 
the Star Wars license, why don't they just let Bioware do something with it that isn't um, the Old Republic? Like, I, just, I don't get it. They've got, like, the right ingredients there. Like, I wouldn't trust Infinity Ward to make a Harvest Moon game. I'd want to <laughs> see it. I don't know if I'd trust it'd be good. <laughs> but it would be I, interesting. I would love to see this fantasy game I've come up with. But... <laughs> In in practice, like you wouldn't you wouldn't bet on that, you know what I mean? You, if yeah. someone like a press release came out and said Infinity Ward is scrapping the next Modern Warfare in place of a game called Call of is there a farming pun here? No, nope. Call of Sickle. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and it's a farming game. You wouldn't place all your eggs in that basket. Oh no, not at all. No. Yeah. I think that does it though for this week's episode of project rusty uh mike do you want to leave anything for the folks at home yeah um log on to anthem and play the new end game <laughs> yep we assume all of you own it because who doesn't right exactly yeah uh re um yeah uh, everyone should buy ctr and 1v1 me but only if you have all the skins because otherwise i don't want to be seen with you so yeah <laughs> um, fair um I don't know. This was some good ass podcasting. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> this was some good ass podcasting. Thanks, David Hader. <laughs> Thanks for coming into the studio. Well, that's us, sued. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that about does it for this week's episode, though. Tune in next week for another episode of Project Rusty. And until then, see ya. <laughs> <laughs>